Welcome, you're listening to the Media Talk 101 podcast. Media Talk 101 is a nonprofit ministry dedicated to teaching media discernment in the light of following Christ. I'm your host, Philip Telfer, the founder and director, and I'm back in the studio with my friend and co-host, Rhett Simpkins. Rhett, it's uh, glad to be back this week uh, to have another weekly podcast with you, or at least for now. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad to be here as well. So this is a this is a significant day, and what's the significance of this podcast? Well, this marks one year of weekly podcasts for Media Talk 101. And that is quite a feat, mm-hmm. especially when you uh, consider this last year. I mean, <laughs> if you think of all that went on in one year's time, uh, including lots of travel with the Telfers and our regular speaking, you know, journeys, and then a move, you know, for the uh, on the Telfers part down to Texas, and then a film festival. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, <laughs> so it's been quite a year. Uh huh. And yet, we've done it. We made a commitment, didn't we? Yes, we did. And this is episode fifty-two. 52. So I guess we can't, I guess it's not technically our anniversary podcast because that would have to be 53. But, uh, you know, I suppose putting all technicalities aside, we'll call this our anniversary podcast because we made it. Mm-hmm. We made it to one year of weekly podcasting. We want to thank all of our faithful podcast listeners. In fact, Rhett and I were just looking over, kind of wondering, I wonder how these podcasts are doing, you know, and, and of course some of them are more popular than others, but, uh, you know, that is what it is. And we've, uh, we've really enjoyed this. Mm -hmm. It's been, it's been difficult. Uh, It's been a challenge, I think for both of us, but Hey, so what are we going to talk about this week on our 52nd podcast? Well, I think we, uh, we should kind of just go over why we even started doing the podcast in the first place, but that even goes back even further to uh, what Media Talk 101 is all about. What? Why do we exist? You know, that's probably a good place to uh, to start, and I'm sure we've talked about this in multiple podcasts, little bits and pieces, and I won't, I'll try not to be too lengthy in the history, but... You're a part of that history too, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so you go all the way back because, uh, once again, it goes back to the days of when I was a youth pastor, serving in that little church in Mount Carroll, and a group of uh, quite a quite a large group of junior high and high school students, including a young man young man named Rhett Simpkins, and uh, and his someday to be uh, bride Emily. Mm-hmm. And you were two of the many students that I had the privilege of of reaching out to uh, through that ministry. But I, it was during that time, I was probably about your age, maybe even a little bit younger now in my, my uh, middle to late 20s. And I was personally concerned about media in my own life. That started, you know, on my own journey back at the age of 17. But I pretty much kept quiet about it. You know, it was not a topic I spent a lot of time talking with others because people were just too touchy. So it was a sacred cow uh, in the in the church, and people were just offended to even bring up the subject. So I kept quiet until I was a youth pastor, and I saw 
all the garbage you guys were lit, were <laughs> consuming. Uh huh. The the you know and it wasn't you know even the video games weren't as bad as they are today. But it was video games. It was the music. It was the television. It was the movies, and it seemed like this this just monster consuming this culture. And the big shocker for me was that I came out to that rural town of Mount Carroll. At the time, uh, the the sign said 1,700 people when we first moved there. And I moved out of there from from Chicago, you know. So Mary and I came all the way from the big city. And I was expecting the the students that I would be ministering to to be like Opie, you know, in Mayberry. <laughs> You know, this is going to be sleepy, little agricultural town. And, and yet, what I discovered was uh, you guys were not much different than the teens in Chicago, except for one thing. What do you think that was? Well, I already know. I remember you telling this before. Okay. but Which was? Uh, no gangs. That's right. So we didn't have gangs. We had a few wannabe gang members but uh, or wannabes, you know, trying to sport the style. But that was that was a reality in Chicago when working with youth. It wasn't so much the case, but everything else, you know, I saw in youth culture in that little town of Mount Carroll. So, you know, drugs, uh, broken homes, uh, sex outside of marriage, um, you know, even, I mean, just all, all these different troubles. And I began scratching my head saying, how does this, how is this? This is an isolated little community. And... You know, the answer was really clear. Wherever you have radio, television, the internet, you know, um, satellite, wherever you have movie theaters, you have the common, uh, the common thread that ties all youth culture together. And I, I really didn't know how to, to combat it, you know. So I know that I tried to make some just efforts as a youth pastor but it it didn't seem to go very far and uh, but I did I did try and then the real game changer was discovering this other unnamed ministry which I'm going to not give the the name of it right now but you know it was a at the time a national youth ministry that no longer exists and they were looking for speakers now and before I even knew that they were looking for speakers that, that I had received a a VHS, you know, <laughs> a, 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 a documentary in a, a goodie box that was sent out to youth pastors. And I watched it. It was quite shocking. And it was just on the, you know, media's impact in our culture and especially on youth culture. And at the end of that uh, VHS uh, documentary, I they had an appeal saying, hey, we're looking for people with youth experience to be able to address the subject of media on a national level. And I just felt like my heart was about to burst through my chest. For You know, it was one of those moments that I wasn't expecting, but I thought, wow, this sounds like something I, w- I could really get behind. And so to compress this sh- story, uh, and I've shared it before, but I, you know, began speaking for that organization across the country and did that for a couple of years until it uh, it shut down and that's when I began to really have to consider is this just a closed chapter in my life am I done with this or is there something more and I I really prayed about it I mean I really agonized over it 
And I remember one night while I was uh, in prayer over it, and I'd already tried to find other ministries that were out there that were doing, that was doing the, the kind of things that Media Talk is doing today. And there were a handful of ministries that were maybe a little similar, but none of them were looking for speakers. None of them were looking for people to get involved and, and come alongside them to, to go out and, and be, you know, champion the cause out in the public. And so there was just a closed door, and it occurred to me that either it, this was a completely closed door and I would be just opening up a new chapter in my life, go on and do something else, or I would need to start something. And that scared the daylights out of me. You know, I thought, wow, it's one thing to be part of another organization where they're doing all of the organization side of things, and all I have to do is just share what I'm passionate about. That's easy. But actually running an organization, that really frightened me and really took a lot of prayer. And I remember the night that I was agonizing over it, and I really believed God was calling me to get out of my comfort zone and and start a ministry, which eventually became known as Media Talk 101. But before, the, as I began to, you know, before I got out and started speaking, you know, there's a lot of logistics and a lot of things, you know, setting up a non-for-profit, uh, getting an, you know, all those little nuts and bolts of starting an organization. I was completely clueless about. But there was something else I started doing, and that was, now that I'm not with this other organization, is there anything I would do differently? And boy, I thought, I think there's a lot of things I would do differently. In fact, I think my whole message would be different. And But what would it be? And so I began to sit down and write down my thoughts. And in fact, I also did something interesting. I don't know if you knew about this, Rhett. Did you know that I read through the entire Bible that, that next year with the lenses of media discernment? Hmm. So what I mean by that was, you know, I specifically was trying to glean principles from Scripture as I read through the Bible that year and take notes. And so I did that. It was it was very intentional. And I was I was I knew that you're not going to find, you know, specific things on MTV or Xbox 360 or uh, you know, popular radio or but I knew that there were things that could apply that would be timeless truths that would apply to the unique things that we are facing today. So I, uh, I just dug in. And but the other thing I was doing, I was writing thoughts down, as God would give me just in my in my times of devotion and and spending meditating on this. I began writing thoughts down to develop what would I share. You know, what am I gonna what would I share to a group if I had an opportunity to share? something uh, that just comes from my heart on the subject. And my initial thoughts were, I would take those notes and I would, I would actually put together a multimedia presentation to share at youth groups. Well, those notes grew and grew and grew. And guess what they ended up being? <laughs> uh, your book? A book, yes. That uh, The book, What Wouldn't Jesus Do? And... And actually, for those who have not read that book, you don't even have to read it. You can actually get the free audio download on our website. You just go to the audio tab, and you have to put in your email address, and you have to make sure it's a legitimate one because, you know, the system is set up to just send you a download link. So 
But you can do that, and you can listen to me read the book to you. If you'd like to read the book, you can order it from our website. But uh, that was, uh, I started writing that in 2005, and it was, uh, I'd never written a book before. So you'll have to give me a little grace when you read it. You might think when you're reading it, yep, this guy never wrote a book before. (laughs) But you got to start somewhere. And uh, I had a lot of fun. writing the book and then I you know put together my first presentation uh, from the content of that book and in fact Rhett you were at that first presentation mm-hmm. do you remember that yes I do and where was that that was uh, right downtown Chicago yes and and uh, I was presenting at a church that I used to be a part of when we lived in the city and they, the pastor there was very enthusiastic about uh, what I was starting and wanted to help support it. So it was in January of 2006. You assisted me. We went into the city mm-hmm. and uh, to a small group, maybe 30 or 40 people there in a high-rise downtown Chicago. I gave my first media talk presentation. But we, we actually didn't start out of the blocks very well. We had some technical <laughs> trouble, <laughs> yep. if you remember. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'd been doing presentations now for two years, traveling the country, and I had this little remote, you know, clicker that advances your PowerPoint slides. I never had any trouble with it ever until that first MediaTalk presentation. And it wouldn't work, or it would just be intermittent. And uh, I remember going, like, it was so uh, vexing to me because it was my first presentation. So, uh, Rhett Simpkins became the clicker. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and so every, I just I remember just pointing to you and saying, okay, next slide. It didn't, you did a good job. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the ideal thing to do, but I was glad to have you there uh, helping me out uh, in my first uh, attempt at my own material. But the Lord uh, continued to open doors after that and continued to, I continue to travel and and speak you know I was I was dedicated to traveling with my family so we had an RV and we uh, spent time as a family going from place to place and you you know that limits the amount of places you know if you're not going to jet set across the country but even with that uh, the Lord I believe blessed what we were doing and so all we had was one resource the book a really limited website and you know, just opportunities to go out and speak. And there, you know, that's kind of where it all started back in uh, 2005 is when we, we started the organization. 2006, I'd already had the book and was was uh, getting out there and, and talking. And since then, there's been a lot that, you know, that has changed. Probably the biggest thing was uh, Captivated, mm-hmm. you know, the uh, documentary. And that was several years in the making. You know, some people have asked Wow, how long did it take to make Captivated? And I said, well, 40 years, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> you know, that it didn't come out of just one year of, of labor. It came out of a, a life that was lived for 40 years and a journey that the Lord had taken me on. But also, you know, if I was to try to define it a little more narrowly than 40 years, you know, it was the the starting from 2005 and even earlier, you know, going all the way back to 2003 when I began speaking nationally on the subject to uh, the year 2011 when I began to make the documentary Captivated. 
it wasn't like it was a topic that was something new to me that you know that all of a sudden oh I think I'll make a documentary and now I got to do some research it was uh, my heart and my head you know were full of of ideas it was just a matter of getting them uh, into the right format so you know captivated has been you know really helpful and that leads us up to our podcast because after Captivated was done, it was starting to go around the country and, and even around the world. I remember thinking, well, what's next? I mean, it's not like I have the energy or the inspiration to do a second documentary right now. So where do we go from here as a ministry? And a friend of mine suggested podcasting. He said, you know, that would be a great way to follow up. And maybe people that have seen your documentary and they have other questions or maybe things you didn't cover you could you could cover in a podcast and I thought wow I never thought about that I don't know if I could do that or not hmm. I don't know if I want to do that <laughs> so um, but we pondered it and the goal was actually to start um, a year ago uh, January so we should have had our anniversary uh, several months ago mm-hmm. <laughs> but it took much longer to get all the the components together in fact you know, my friend who suggested this, his name is John Kent, he he was so excited about this, he went out and bought me the Expert Podcasting for Dummies book. <laughs> so, and, and I'm glad he did because I had no idea what, I don't even know what to do with podcasting. So I we had to learn. Uh, how do you do a podcast? How do you record it? How do you get it on iTunes? How do you get it into a blog? How is it delivered? you know, all those ideas. But, um, so it took us a lot longer than we'd anticipated. But a year ago, we launched our first podcast and here it is, 52 episodes later and Philip's rambling on and on and on. (laughs) So that's what you get. So, um, Rhett, why don't you, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about, let's, let's do a, just kind of a recap of this year and tell us about some of the highlights of, of what we've done with this podcast. Okay, yeah, and this might be good for somebody who's new to the podcast if they want to go back and hear some of those episodes that they missed. We started off um, kind of with some core concerns um, of Media Talk 101, some of the uh, concepts that really drive this ministry. And uh, so episode one is called Not Evil But Powerful, And that's uh, just kind of stating the case of why we have uh, Media Talk 101 using uh, media and technology, but also raising concerns about it. And I don't know, is there, do you want to share anything about that idea, Philip, before I... Well, you know, we wanted to start out with that because that was some of the pushback we received from Captivated, you know, not from everybody, just it's here and there. And over the years... We've gotten a little pushback when you raise the concern about media and its and its negative impacts. And of course, we also recognize that it has positive impacts. Mm-hmm. But but our call call in our ministry is to to really help people understand parents and teens and young adults and children understand some of the stumbling blocks that are out there. And that has some some people have taken that to be oh you're you're anti-media or your anti-technology which is really not the case and we use the analogy in that first episode of you know a concern about anything whether it's food you know if you did a documentary or you had a had an organization that was all about healthy eating that doesn't make you anti-food 
You know, there are many organizations out there that are concerned about the direction our government's going. That does not make them anti-government. Mm-hmm. And so likewise, you know, when you have a ministry that is there to, you know, help people understand where some of the pitfalls are, uh, that doesn't make you necessarily anti-media or technology. And I and I believe that we've, we've demonstrated that through filmmaking, through podcasting, through having a website, through multimedia presentations, and most recently... Uh, putting on a national event, the uh, Christian Worldview Film Festival, where we are promoting, you know, the production of God-honoring, you know, films that uh, we we want to see more of. So that's that's a good that was a good start. Mm-hmm. I felt. Yeah, and so the next uh, five or so podcasts after that, really, um, you know, we're kind of. Like you said about the documentary, you know, the it wasn't just you woke up one day and, hey, this is what I'm going to do. This was something you had been thinking about and praying about for years. And so these the first few podcasts are that way. You know, they're some of the, uh, the biggest questions in uh, Media Talk 101 and, and some of the, uh, the biggest ideas and concerns that we have. And um, probably one of the most popular uh, episodes that we have is episode six, which are uh, your top five concerns about video games. Do you, you want to share something about that? That one, I had a feeling, was going to um, hit a nerve. And for years, when uh, speaking at different events, I'd have young, particularly young men, generally that would come up to me and ask me, well, Mr. Telford, what do you think about such and such a video game? Well, it was probably, you know, 50-50 chance that I would even know what that video game was or or its content. And so I wasn't so interested in learning about every game that was out there and, and trying to think for people. So I began to come up with this this concept years ago of just sharing some of my concerns with with the young men and saying, "Hey, I'm not gonna. He- I'm not here to tell you uh, what to do, but can I share with you some concerns that I have that are based on research, that are based on some pastoral insight, that are based on experience? Um, you know, would you be open to that? And and it's all reasonable. And they, I found that uh, even young gamers even hardcore gamers were open to hearing the concerns and that's all they were you know i'm just i'm going to give you my concerns so i did that originally it was only four so i had four top concerns eventually uh, i added a fifth one after uh, doing the captivated and hearing some of the other concerns that some of our our contributors had in that documentary i added one but uh, so that yeah that was a really popular podcast continues to be a popular podcast so if you haven't heard that one you don't want to miss it mm-hmm. and after that um, we actually did our first uh, podcast series episodes 7 through 12 which was the counterfeit life series and uh, that's just you know going through and pointing out different counterfeits that today's media and entertainment uh, portrays as being truth and so, you know, during in those episodes, you went through and uh, pointed them out and gave a biblical uh, counter to those messages. 
and uh, that was really good. That was I, I really liked the idea of doing a series um, because it gave us much more opportunity to talk about things at length. Yeah, you know, in that uh, that series, the Counterfeit Life, really came out of the the Media Talk One Hundred and One presentation, uh, the the presentation that I've been giving across the country for many years is called Media Choices, Convictions, or Compromise. And so even some of those early podcasts, and even Captivated itself, was based off of that presentation. But then uh, I the, the book that I wrote, What Wouldn't Jesus Do? Media Choices in the Light of Following Christ, uh, the book has a whole section that deal with these, these topics uh, like gratuitous violence as entertainment and greed and discontentment and family conflict and rebellion and, and several other of these subjects. And I, I would, early on, I would try to fit all of that in bullet points into my presentation, but it just, it, they were too big of subjects. And so eventually I uh, developed a, a unique presentation called The Counterfeit Life and in, in a couple weeks, I'll be up in Minnesota sharing with a group of youth, and I'll be giving this presentation, you know, The Counterfeit Life, and we thought that would make a good series of podcasts. So, yeah, that was, once again, it's all it all kind of ties together. These are just, you know, the podcast is just one more way to share the things we're sharing anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so <clears throat> as we went on throughout the year, uh, there were a few other series in there um, one of the next one was hearing God in a world full of noise and uh, that one was really just great you know to learn about how God communicates and how we can often be di- distracted by uh, the noises that are all around us with you know so much media in our culture uh, so that was really really good and, and that came out of uh, interestingly enough the questions or feedback that I've received, from youth and adults over the years. And it surprised me that that many of the questions we'd receive, certainly you'd get questions about, you know, video games and and television shows and movies and music. But there were a lot of questions about hearing the voice of God. Mm-hmm. And and I began to see there was a connection that people were sensing in their in their spirit that some there must be a connection to all the noise that's going on inside of my life and a sense that I'm not hearing God the way I should be hearing him. So that was the inspiration for that. Great. And then we had uh, the question and answer series throughout the summer. So we had listeners uh, email in and ask questions. And so we got uh, several episodes out of that, a lot of different topics, uh, media and uh, biblically related. And uh, so we, and we continue to encourage any questions. There may be topics that we haven't uh, covered yet. Yeah, we. I loved the Q&A. In fact, that was, to me, that that's the, the, the highlight, I think, of doing this podcast for this last year was the Q&A. Unfortunately, we just haven't received a whole lot of questions. So either people are not, one, you know, A, you know, <laughs> people aren't listening to the podcast, or B, we answered all your questions, or, or C, you have questions and you just haven't taken time to, to write them in, mm-hmm. or I'm sure there may be some other options. But we just, we, we stopped getting questions, and uh, we started have to thinking of other, you know, other kinds of content that we would put in the podcast. 
but certainly the questions were a lot of fun, Mm -hmm. you know, really kept us on our toes. Yeah, and that kind of leads into what series uh, you ended up doing next, which was about the fear of the Lord. Did that uh, did that come out of a question? I don't remember, or was it just something I had on my heart? Um, that was a, a question about internet safety. Somebody was uh, asking right. about you know what's what software should I use, um, and so that kind of okay. drew from there. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So that it did was a springboard off of a question, led into a series. And I and I believe it's probably one of the one of the more important messages that we have in the podcasts in our archives. And once again, all of these are archived and available. You can you can if you're listening to this off of iTunes, maybe you didn't realize that you can just go to mediatalk101.org and go to the podcast page, and there they all are. You've got the descriptions, and so we've uh, we've done our best to try to make that accessible, you know, to, to people. Mm-hmm. And then we also, uh, more recently, we've had a lot of uh, episodes featuring uh, Christian filmmaking and, uh, you know, not only filmmaking, but other forms of the arts that Christians can be involved in. And, you know, that was kind of during our uh, time gearing up for the Christian Worldview Film Festival and so I think that that's been really beneficial, not only for me uh, getting ready for the film festival, but I, I hope for the filmmakers and others involved as well. Yes, and I don't know how many of the filmmakers and those interested in filmmaking we we kind of attracted to this podcast. If you're if you're listening and you are a a regular listener, you know we'd love to hear from you and get some feedback. But it was kind of a shot in the dark thinking about this new new area that we were venturing into with Media Talk 101, and that was to encourage media discernment in regard to content creation and not just consumption. Mm-hmm. And many of the things that we've been teaching to consumers to guard their hearts and minds, you know, apply also to those producing media. And of course, that, that could be all sorts of media from from blogs to podcasts, to books, to to uh, you know radio drama, I suppose. Uh, but in particular, you know, our focus was to reach out to filmmakers, and we uh, will continue to do that, you know, in our ministry, and that'll that'll take the shape of obviously our annual event, the Christian Worldview Filmmakers Guild and Film Festival. It will probably result in an article uh, on occasion. That's one thing that we haven't done in a while is update our website with any articles. Mm-hmm. The podcast kind of took over, <laughs> you know, the articles. But I would like to get back to some some writing again, and uh, and it also, you know, the podcast podcasts on the subject of filmmaking became kind of a testing ground for me as I was wrestling with ideas to prepare for things that I wanted to share at the Filmmakers Guild uh, this year. And I was very glad for that. It was the podcast listeners didn't didn't get the refined version. <laughs> you know, they got the Philip is thinking out loud version mm-hmm. about all these things. And then I was able to spend time boiling it down and and sharing a couple of, of keynote messages at the Filmmakers Guild, which uh, we don't have on our website, but you can actually get them uh 
at Resounding Voice. If you went to resoundingvoice.com and did a search on the Christian Worldview Film Festival, we can also, why don't you put a link as well, Rhett, in our podcast. We'll just make a link to that page. And Resounding Voice came and they they provided the, the manpower and the technology to record our sessions, which we didn't have the ability to do. And we'd also... Uh, contracted them to come and set up some big screens for us, and we're very grateful for their help. But there were a lot of people asking, are you going to record this? Are you going to record these sessions? And I, my answer was no. We just can't. There's too much going on. We can't do it. But Resounding Voice, that's what they do. You know, it's kind of a turnkey thing. They just show up. They set everything up. They record it. They create the MP3s. And so they're the ones that are providing those downloads. And you can get the whole set for the week. I think it's $65. Or you can get individual uh, downloads of the talks for $5 each. And that's that's available on their website. So you can you can go and listen to, you know, download and listen to some of those uh, key talks as well as many of the workshops. And then uh, kind of couched right in that, uh, you know, all of those episodes about filmmaking and the arts... Uh, you did a series, a five-part series called the Happily Ever After. Um, and I, I found that to be very interesting, just looking at God's story as kind of, um, you know, playing out a five-act drama. And, you know, I had never heard of that before, so I thought that was very interesting. But I, I also thought it was really, really uh, good to understand that you know, we're part of God's story right now. And it's not just about, um, you know, where where do I want my dreams to take me, but understanding that God has a plan and a purpose for each of our lives. Yes, and I, that, I did integrate a little bit of that in, probably not as much as I'd like. You know, I might, I might expand that next year at the Filmmakers Guild a little more. There were other things that were crowding out my heart, mm-hmm. you know, and my, my notes on my pages but there that was that's certainly a a talk that is is resonates you know with me and with with other people as well and so i i think about that i think about where i'm at in the big picture in god's story mm-hmm. and that helps that helps us find you know where we helps establish where we really ought to be our hearts need to be our minds our activities and our attitudes. And that brings us to where we are today, recording our 52nd episode. Wow. Well, that that actually went by pretty quick, Rhett. Yeah. And it, it the year sure didn't go by that fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And those 52 episodes were quite grueling at times because we I we were dedicated to doing this. I think that's I think it's important, you know, to set goals and to endeavor to accomplish something, and and it was in my heart to do a a weekly podcast, and we didn't miss a single week. You know, we and there once again there were times that it was really hard to do that. We had to record, you know, episodes ahead of time for a month bec- at at times because I would be traveling, mm-hmm. and then we when I moved down here to Texas, we had to overcome the obstacle of being in two different states, and yet. Uh, it's it's really been great, and I hope that our regular podcast listeners have have been blessed. Now, where does that take us from here? And I'm sure many of you are wondering, 
are you is this it are you guys done podcasting well we're not done but i don't think we're going to do it once a week uh, now that could change it all depends on we we just haven't got enough feedback we've gotten a little bit of encouragement here and there and uh but i haven't heard the kind of feedback to to justify you know doing this on a weekly basis mm-hmm. so I think what we're going to endeavor to do from here on out is maybe once a month, you know, put together a podcast, and then we'll try to also work on some of the other things that we want to be doing, like writing some articles. I know that I am, uh, I have been revising the book, What Wouldn't Jesus Do? Media Choices in the Light of Following Christ for several years now. Most of the revisions are done. I haven't had the time to, to put the finishing touches on that. It's going to get a new title. It'll be called Media Choices, Convictions, or Compromise, and a new cover. And we'll, you know, I'm excited about just updating it. You know, a lot has changed uh, since the, the 2005 when I began to write that book. And even in at that point, most of the focus of our ministry, Media Talk 101, was on content in media. You know, so it would be that Counterfeit Life series. That was the the primary focus but so much has changed that now our ministry focuses as much on just media consumption you know regardless of the content and now we're focusing on media production so so a lot of a lot of changes going on and and I think it's time for that that uh, book to reflect some of those changes and I'm also you know teaching on a weekly basis in our church and that's what I'm most passionate about right now. I've thought about, you know, maybe recording little mini messages based on those, but it really wouldn't have to do about media talk. Mm. <laughs> maybe it would maybe it would fall under that category in light of following Christ, you know. Uh, so the media choices we've been talking about for a year, but that in light of following Christ, I want to continue to talk about. So that's a that's also a possibility. But there are other things we're working on. I'm, you know, Rhett, that I've been very passionate about another project that I that I've neglected, and that's a novel that I'm mm-hmm. writing about. And I won't tell you, our podcast listeners, I can't tell you anything about it right now, except that I've been working on it for over two years. And I was really this year. I planned once we moved down to Texas. I thought, wow, you know, between the months of November and March, <laughs> it's like really downtime. Yeah, and I am. I'm gonna just. I'm just going to buckle down and really work on my novel so I can get this. I, I just really want to get, you know, see if I can get it done. And uh, lo and behold, something else happened between mm-hmm. <laughs> November and March, and we put on a film festival. So, so much for sitting down with a nice cup of coffee and some nice warm lights and, uh, you know, paper and pen in hand and continuing my uh, endeavor at at a, at a novel but so I'd like to get back with that to that too so we're not going to give up on the podcast it's just going to probably scale back a little bit unless you know Rhett if we got flooded with you know a million well maybe <laughs> a million maybe maybe 10,000 nah maybe not. I mean even if we heard from if we heard from a lot of people whatever that means we would have to reconsider but in the meantime We'll uh, we'll see you. 
back here once a month. It'll probably be a Thursday like it has been. It'll probably be, let me see, what's what's this month, Rhett? We're towards the end of the month? Yep. So we'll say the, the last Thursday of the month. How does that sound? That sounds good. All right. This is completely flying by the seat of our pants. You know, you're hearing it here for the first time. The new monthly podcast, the last Thursday of each month. You can always sign up through iTunes and you'll be notified uh, when a new podcast uh, is posted. You can also get notifications off of our website. You can sign up to be notified when there are new podcasts. So those are different ways that you can be aware of because you never know. Maybe right now we'll get inspired and we'll sneak an extra one in now and then. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Rhett, for all your hard work. Rhett is our editor uh, of this podcast. He does a great job every week putting this together. What you don't know is that in between those edits, he and I joke around, talk about you, um, laugh, mess up, repeat things, <laughs> yawn, sip coffee, all the stuff that really doesn't sound very good in a podcast. And Rhett goes through it all and uh, edits that stuff out. And you get the, uh, the final product. So thank you, Rhett, for all your hard work. You've been very diligent to, to, to get these up on the web every week. And thank you once again for our podcast listeners. See you next month. You've been listening to the Media Talk 101 podcast. Visit mediatalk101.org for helpful articles, videos, and other resources. Click on the audio tab to get a free download of Philip's audiobook, What Wouldn't Jesus Do? Media Choices in the Light of Following Christ. And if you haven't seen our award-winning documentary, Captivated, Finding Freedom in a Media Captive Culture, be sure to order your copy today. Parents Television Council calls it deft and powerful, and numerous moms, dads, and pastors say it's a must-watch for every Christian family and church. If you have a question or a topic you would like to have discussed on this program, please send an email to podcast at mediatalk101.org.